I can understand that people would say, look, Alex, you know, actually Trump is a genius because what he's done is cut through all of this tape, cut through the knot and just made that decision. And I would say to those people, you're fucking idiots. Basically, you're fucking idiots. I'm very annoyed about this. You just understand. Just took out our whole audience. No yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe 50% of them. <laughs> Whatever percentage is that's still supporting Trump. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is the Mid-East Peace Podcast. I'm your host here in Jerusalem, Molly Livingstone. On the other side of the pond, Alex Giles. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year to you, Molly. Happy New Year to everyone listening. I think your resolution, which was suggested by our editor and producer, Scott, was to eat Christmas cake always and especially before a podcast. I've had a big slice this morning. Okay, great. So you're uh, a little loose and a little bit frisky, huh? Ah, Molly, Molly, Molly. (laughs) Not good? It's a great way to start the new year and every day of your life. Come on. (laughs) Listen, listen. It's not snowing, though. It's just gray and stormy Uh, out here. You know, I have to tell you, as brave as Israelis are and, you know, we face constant threat of war and terror all the time, what really gets us down is the rain and, God forbid, the snow. I mean, people were hiding inside their homes. So not the Iranians. Not at all. Mainly the rain. Just okay. the rain. Like, okay. if only Hamas could use all their force to get some snow plows, you know, or like some snow shooters, whatever it is, instead of taking us out, one blowing up at a time. Yeah. You know, we had rockets here. I'll explain how this works. Friday afternoon, not sure if it made the news over by you, there were rockets being shot from Gaza into Israel. And people not are, like firework type correct. celebrating things. No, right, okay, right. Right, not those kind of rockets, not the fun ones. Although fun that's one. what my son does think they are, and I just let him think that. Fair enough. Not ready for therapy or paying for it. So you're driving around, and you're like, oh, that's pretty awful. Like, oh, I feel for them down south. That's where it mostly hits. Their rockets are like flying trash cans. They don't get so far. But we're not worried about it. Now, here comes the rain. The chance of rain was 60%. People are getting very nervous now, okay? Now, it went up when we saw the gray clouds on that Sunday afternoon. People really starting getting their boots out, you know, scarves on their faces. And then the rain finally hit. I want you to understand it was more than a rain, a sprinkle, really just a sprinkle. But Was it biblical? It wasn't biblical in the Noah's Ark sense, okay? It wasn't two animals all the time. But people had animal-like behavior. I mean, they freak out out this one i'm telling you they are so terrified me included and now it's a beautiful day and we can all oh thank god i mean our armor forget how everyone's like oh everyone in israel you know has a gun everyone wears guns the soldiers walk around with their guns people need their umbrellas the only way we're gonna feel safe (laughs) in this country is if we have that umbrella and it doesn't break right god forbid it's a broken umbrella you you go to press that button and it does nothing or it it flips you know that inner (laughs) flippage yeah oh i hate that british people hate that everyone hates that because you're just awkward you're left looking like a moron yeah and your your umbrella is literally just nothing it's not an umbrella it's backwards dome it's like our iron dome except it's the opposite right you're not as good so not as great no so that's kind of the thing here in israel now it's a new year those rockets were from the last year if you will Mm -hmm. and we were thinking about what should we talk about here today there's always so much that we can talk about 
And oftentimes what I'll do is I'll look on my Facebook feed or Twitter just to see what regular people are really posting. And then I'll look also on the news and see, you know, what the newsy people consider the best headline slash goriest, bloodiest, maybe true. And I read CNN. That feeling is so scary for me. Here we are, beginning of the new year, and this page looks like a joke. And that leaves us, you and I, in a very hard position because how are we supposed to make fake news if they're already doing it for us? Yes. Can we compete? No, well, we can't compete anymore with Donald Trump's uh, Twitter feed. That's the main problem. Yeah, that's like a Fifty Shades of Grey bestseller. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes you want to vomit, but you keep turning the page. But it's even more than that, okay? I sent you an image. You did? Of what I saw. Yes. And let me just read some of the headlines for people that didn't catch the CNN headlines. Yep. Supreme Leader enemies are joining forces that's about iran the death toll when i took this image unfortunately is 21 people being killed in the streets Mm -hmm. for protesting this is again similar to what happened there a few years ago then you have south korea leader backs north's olympic bid what i thought they hate each other is that that's a joke right then i read pakistan defends itself after trump's tweet Yes. You need to help me. You need to help me through this. Donald Trump has tweeted nine hours ago, so yesterday evening, about North Korea. North Korean leader just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read that. Yeah, yeah. Will, some, like... will someone from his depleted <laughs> and food-starved regime please inform him that I, too, have a nuclear button, but it is <laughs> a much bigger and more powerful one than his? And my button works. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the leader of the free world doing my dick is bigger than your dick tweets. Yes. It's always about that. I'm so glad we're finally on the same page about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. But the one I wanted to... Wait, wait. Yeah, don't go on, skip go on. to another ridiculous no, no, one. I, oh, Let me no, have go, a moment. Th- let me do this one because it's Middle East related. And we're not no, the... No, but I want it. But we're, no, he this is better. This is better. It's, oh, no, okay. well, it, it, I was just going to reference Austin Powers, but I won't. <laughs> No Austin Powers references. No, no, no. But listen. pinky in someone's mouth. Okay, go. We're not the Korean beast. Mm. And luckily, Donald has been tweeting about the region that we talk about. Let's talk about that. He actually did two tweets together because this was an issue that so incensed him. Part one and part two. Part one and part two. So he's angry about Pakistan, first of all. He got angry about Pakistan. Okay, fine. He was angry because the US gives a lot of money and it's not like help. I I can't even find And they didn't send him a Christmas card. I don't know. But then he says, so he gets angry about that. He says, "Um, but also many other countries, as an example, he says, we pay the Palestinians hundreds of millions of dollars a year which is kind of vaguely true. I know. And get no appreciation or respect. Now, I don't want to break it to him, but like, it's not like a personal thing. Like, they have to like, write, write a thank you letter. That's not the reason that America, you know, sends money to people. But, you know, putting that aside, the thing that I want to ask you, because it gets very confusing, because he says, they don't even want to negotiate a long overdue peace treaty with Israel. We have taken Jerusalem, the toughest part of the negotiation, off the table. But Israel for that would have had had to pay more. Now, I don't think he understands how negotiation works either. <laughs> even though Isn't he, he did, the man even that is he part about, of negotiation? Exactly. Even though he's big on deals, he wrote a book all about it, I don't think he actually understands how that works. Because 
he seems to think that by essentially saying, taking the ball away, that is Jerusalem, follow my sports metaphor. Okay, I'm going. And say, you can't play with this anymore. That everyone just goes, ah, well, I mean, now that you've made the decision that that's how things are going to be, we will just all kind of merrily move on to the next thing. Which is the entire opposite position from every other professional negotiator who's had to deal with this issue, which has always been, well has been for some time anyway, that how Jerusalem would be settled would be like one of the last things you do because it's so incredibly complicated and it's such an emotional issue for all of the sides. Now, right. I can understand that people would say, look, Alex, you know, actually Trump is a genius because what he's done is cut through all of this tape, cut through the knot and just made that decision. And I would say to those people, you're fucking idiots. Basically, you're fucking idiots. I'm very annoyed about this. You just understand our whole audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe 50 percent of them. <laughs> Whatever percentage is that's still supporting Trump. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not how negotiation works. You know, there is a reason all the professional negotiators, you know, wherever you think about them, kept it to the back. It's because it's so complicated. And just saying I've made a decision doesn't stop everyone else talking about it. Right. So back to your original point on why we were going to talk about this was how how can you do satire when the mainstream news is just full of satire? I mean... I I don't know. Here... Here's the craziest thing, as you're saying that, and I am no fan of Trump, but is there in his alternative facts Mm -hmm. a veil of truth? Meaning, you know when you see the old man walking down the street and he farts because he doesn't care and he's rude to people because he doesn't care and he just is a straight shooter. He led his whole life. He put on a smile. He faked it. Can I just say, well, with Molly, when people say I'm just a straight shooter, nine times out of ten, what they mean (laughs) is I'm really, really racist. Okay? Okay, fine. But all I'm saying is his tweets recently – Including the Palestinian uh, tweet you just talked about. Mm -hmm. The one about Iran, which is also here in the Middle East, right? About what's going on. He said that the people are suffering. They want food and they want freedom and their economy is suffering. You know, Obama made the deal. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to get rid of the sanctions, give them money. And it still appears that they're suffering, which is part of why this protest is even happening. And when he said that, he says it in a crazy old man way of like you're delusional. <laughs> but, but, mm-hmm. is there truth in what he's saying? Are they not fighting for that freedom? Are they not fighting for their economy? Are they not fighting to have more food on the table? We're talking about the young generation who doesn't necessarily agree with the Ayatollah mm-hmm. or the president, and they don't get to speak out. Look at what happens 21 dead before we recorded this. So is he a little bit true? And then I'll say, Mm -hmm. when he talks about the Palestinians and he says, and they don't, you know, give any praise or thanks, again, that is a lot of money that they hand over to them, Mm -hmm. whether or not they need it and whether or not goes then to the terrorists or whatever it is. There's not really a praise. There really isn't. And unfortunately, in Israel... I mean, they love Trump here. Not not Israelis. I would say the government. But there are certain organizations they've posted. Ugh, it makes me nauseous. Posters around the, the city. I live in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He declared Jerusalem as part of Israel. They're going to put the embassy here. It's a real big deal. And they said, thank you, Trump, for all your hard work and your efforts for Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And it makes me sick because we're almost 
like, ugh, we're up his butt, aren't we? Well, they named a railway station after him, apparently. Oh, come on. I said that's the Trump railway station, and in Gaza, it's the dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, pro- Anyways, the problem is, yeah. you don't make an unreasonable point. But Thank you so much. That's quite I'm coming right. out defending him. That's yeah. terrifying. Well, that's good. Isn't it? It's a good discussion. But what I would say is that Trump exhibits a classic stupid person understanding of international relations in that he he tries to go from the personal i.e. if I lend you Molly 50 pounds I would be annoyed if you didn't pay me back or you didn't say thank you right that would annoy me that would be a personal interaction between us and that's because that's a simple thing for you and I to understand Alex I told you I'll pay you back I believe you I believe it's going to happen I mean yeah whatever don't worry you're good for it you're good for it but to take that and to try to use that quite simplistic thinking to international relations and whether it's Iran, the Middle East in general, or Pakistan, or the Palestinians, is just the hobgoblin of the little mind, essentially. It just betrays such a simplistic understanding in the broadest sense of how the world works as to make me worry about the man's intellectual abilities to be of such lacking that he should not be clearly in the position that he is. There you okay. go, rant over. But you know what? I don't. I can't believe I'm like here defending him and on the other side of what you're saying. But I've seen it done the other ways, the classy, the sophisticated, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the classy educated. Way. And none yep. of those work either. I mean, let's just take Obama, Well, it depends, but it depends. What, First, it he depends. Had, go on, go on. you know, they come over every other week. He sends one of his people. And before him, it was Bush. Condoleezza Rice was here. Hillary Clinton. Everyone, John Kerry. They come over. They stay in the ritzy David Citadel, David's mm-hmm. Tower Hotel, whatever you want to call it. Or now, there's many options. They shut down the whole street. I don't think they go into any real part of the city. I don't think they talk to any real people. And I don't think they make any real progress. So for him to try it the personal straight shooter way or liar old man way, I don't have anything wrong with that because I don't think the other ways worked. Look at what Obama but did it depends, for Iran. But it depends what, yeah, yeah, but it but depends look what at, you mean by work. Because first of mm. all, you've got to appreciate what you think the end state is going to be. That There isn't a happy ending. I mean, after all, if there was a, a simple solution, we would have found it by now. Mm, Hitler said once. Yeah, so... Well, so, indeed. I mean, when people <laughs> say that I've got a simple solution, you should be really worried because yeah. it's probably going to end really badly. Well, there are similarities. These types of leaders that are coming out today are narcissistic, mm-hmm. not intelligent, but very popular. Okay, North yes. Korea by default. I don't think he lets anybody read the news and makes them vote for him. Yep. Iran, I don't think they're yep. real elections. And Trump, I mean, the popular vote didn't actually go to him, but he got enough of the electoral and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he won. He won. Yeah. And they talk out of their ass, but they're the world leaders. So maybe this is the only approach that is left because that's what we are dealing with right now. And... All I know is when those rockets hit Israel on a Friday afternoon, if they hit any other country that way, they would already be at a, in a war. They're not even allowed to have rockets. They're not supposed to have their rockets. Hezbollah is not supposed to have their rockets, you know, up in Lebanon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at what Syria with chemical weapons. All these were negotiations done in that educated, sophisticated, by the law way. And none of those seem to be working out. Now, you're talking about end game, long run. If you're saying those work out, because in the long run, those people are going to be wiped out 
But for now, you know, they're relatively quiet, like, shh, you know, serious chemical weaponing their children. But we won't talk about that yet because in the Mm -hmm. long run, no, I don't agree. I think that he is saying the truth. They are not appreciative. They are fighting for their freedom in Iran. North Korea is a lunatic. So is Trump. These things are all true. He doesn't say it well. He looks like a moron saying it, and we should all fear it. But again, I asked you, do you think those alternative truths, uh, sorry, alternative facts, oops, Freudian slip, are a veil of truth? That was a long pause from you, Alex. (laughs) I think that the reason these things don't get solved quickly and in simple ways is that they are not simple problems. And trying to pretend that they are simple problems that can be solved by just shouting at the other side or making silly statements is not very productive. And that's not to say that the very heavy uh, traditional diplomacy doesn't have its failings, but you've got to look at, you know, what you expect to be the end state. And the end state in, you know, in Korea, for example, is for there to be some sort of orderly transfer of power from the crazy bastards in charge now to some sort of democratic regime or an orderly merger of the country. So that's the end state that at some point that you want to see. What you don't want to see is an exchange of nuclear weapons because Trump thinks his dick is bigger than than the North Korean's dick. Well, if he's got the button, you know, let's press the button. I think, Alex, you are being very optimistic into this new year and I think I'm being a pessimist <laughs> yeah. but I we've got to agree to do cheery stuff each week because it's just it just gets depressing well you can be like the Israelis you know Israel's one of the happiest countries in the world despite all of this going on and it's because we live for the moment because we don't know what's going to come next so I think that's where I disagree with you on thinking long term I don't give a shit about the long term. It keeps changing and unraveling. No one thought in the long term someone like Trump would ever be elected. But in the short term, people started to realize it was going to happen. And we need to deal in the here and now. So that's where I'm at. And I think that, I don't know, I think these negotiations and these strategies are too long term. And it's got to be faced right now. You have to do what you can right now. His finger is literally on that button on his desk, supposedly. Mm -hmm, It's just mm -hmm. so bizarre and sounds like a movie. But it's real life. So eat more Christmas cake because tomorrow you may not have any. (laughs) Wise words, Molly. Wise words. All right. I want to know if people agree. Has Alex offended you again? Just tell us the truth. Probably, Um, Probably. Have I done a great job of schooling him? What do we think is going to come next? What kind of tweets are out there? Are we doomed for fake news? Is parody done? Is 2018 the end of parody? How's that for long term? We want to hear your thoughts. Share them with us. You can subscribe on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook, The Mideast Beast. Of course, our website also, themideastbeast.com. Follow us on Twitter at MideastBeasties. Thank you, Scott, as always, for putting up with us. And really the world leaders, because I think they're making your job harder. What do you think? I don't care. This has been another (laughs) podcast of The Mideast Beast.